Hey everybody, I'm Matt Hill. I'm here at the Trace Management Podcast Studio in Oklahoma City. And, you know, fortunate enough for me, I have amazing friends that I can't wait to, you know, either talk to for the first time or uh, find out what they've been up to. But uh, thanks to the Woolfield tailgate, you know, we've continued to put these podcasts together to do as best we can for energy education, energy literacy, you know, just promote oil and gas as uh, the most reliable and affordable and abundant energy source available today. And uh, anyway, let's go around the room. Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Molly Turco. I'm a structural geologist in the oil and gas industry. I'm currently full-time with Devon Energy, but more excitingly, I'm the co-chair of the upcoming AAPG Mid-Continent Sectional. That's the American Association of Petroleum Geoscientists. And we have our MidCon meeting here in October. It's going to be a great event. We can talk more about that soon. I've been to it. It's really, I mean, uh, fascinating all the things that uh, geology has to offer. Yeah, great event. You have, um, where, where's the event going to be at? It's going to be at the Oklahoma City Convention Center, October 6th through 10th. So we're starting out Friday night with a historic field trip and a shrimp boil. Then we have a field trip and short courses on the weekend and icebreaker Sunday night. And then Monday and Tuesday are going to be technical sessions. We actually have Alex Epstein as our luncheon speaker on oh, yeah, Monday. I'll, I'll be there. And Harold Ham on Tuesday. <laughs> Introduce self, and we're going to circle back to all that. I'm James Vanalstein. I'm currently, uh, independent geophysical consultant with my company, Van Alstein Geosciences, which is, I'm very blessed. It's been keeping me very busy, which has been good. Uh, and I think the last APG is where I first met, first met you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I thought it was. So, yeah, I, you know, the reason I started this, you know, podcast besides, you know, obviously the energy education and doing, you know, more for the uh, oilfield tailgate was I was kind of siloed, you know, I was in uh, one part of oil and gas and I really had that desire to go out and find all the other pieces and see what you do you know because yeah, the more onion layers we peel back and interact and network the more we can help each other you know and, and i think that's the key to networking is it's not about you know what i can do for somebody else you know necessarily it's like oh, let's go out and learn from each other and network and help each other yeah, well, it's all connected. I mean, uh, yeah. it's all integrated. Yeah, no one's, you know, a drilling guy's not going to just go out there and pop a, you know, a hole in the ground and find the oil and gas. He, he needs you a lot. What are, uh, you know, so you're working for Devon. Uh, I was just at the uh, Energy Workforce Technology Council today. Yeah. You know, heard, uh, heard a great guy from Devon uh, come in and talk about all the exciting things going on over there. But uh, what are you guys doing in geology? You guys have been seeing, you guys have all these new assets. Get to go explore those. Yeah, they, they've acquired several, um, I don't want to say new assets, but maybe adding on to areas yeah, they've already had. So we're really active in the Delaware Basin. That's an area where I've been working a lot of structural geology. So fun area. They've also got some great Eagleford, um, Powder River Basins, and then, of course, I'm partial to the Midcon. So yeah. people there. Great rock every every basin. That's right. And and obviously you guys uh, go out and find a lot of oil, but Devon's very uh, long and bold on uh, natural gas in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. All of your plays, you know, stack up to be able to provide any of that for anybody. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I love it. So I want to circle back to the event coming up, uh, you know, before we lose anybody from me talking, but, um, you know, they have speakers, we do, yep. Who, and uh, Alex is going to be there. 
he saw me once uh, sit out in the lobby and wait for him for about an hour till he was done because I fanboyed out. Like, I don't fanboy out very often, but Alex, I wanted to meet and uh, got to uh, put him on camera for just a second. So that'll be exciting. If, if you haven't ever heard uh, Alex speak, uh, that's somebody that you really, if you're in oil and gas, you should go support him because he's not in oil and gas but he supports us. Have you heard him? He does. He does. He's a great champion for the oil and gas industry, and he's got some great books. Uh, he will be doing a book signing, too. So bring your books. He'll sign them for you. Um, we feel Probably like his books, right? Yeah, his books. His books. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, true. The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels right. and then Fossil Future. Fossil Future, yep. I know. I, I follow him maybe too much. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a very impactful speaker. Yeah. It's amazing yes. what he's done, especially yes. like up at up the government and whatnot, being able to kind of speak coherently and cogent thoughts and really get those thoughts across in a very concise way. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I wish yeah. I wish uh, the rest of the world took a little bit more notice of us, right? And like, hey, yeah, you can invite yeah. us to Congress, but oh well. He's outside of oil and gas. It makes more sense to yeah. you know, follow him. <laughs> yeah. What uh? So what are you doing right now? You 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 just hinted on it. Um. Well, you know, like my uh, biggest work is is the consulting work. So I'm uh, do mostly geophysical consulting for a handful of clients in Delaware basins, like one of the ones I'm working pretty pretty heavily in uh, Andarco Basin, uh, Fort Worth Basin, a couple other projects. I've been I've been able to stay very very busy on my own, which has been great. Uh, very grateful for all my clients I've been able to work with. Uh, got a little bit of independent prospecting going on myself, and as we've talked before, a little bit of acting here and there, which has been kind of fun. My uh, little side hobby, which has been fun. What, what have you been in recently? Um, the biggest thing most recently is Tulsa King. I'm in like a the last scene. Like last you, episode. Brian Hoop, Hooper, I know he was yeah, in it too um, for a second. Another former uh, chess speaker um, who I worked with, uh, DG Barnett. She's in there too, and it's it's a fun it's a fun little hobby. Are Are you in acting at all? I acted in high school, and that was it. I wasn't that great. Well, I act out every day, and no one's paid me for it, so you're doing better than I am. It's been it's been a fun little hobby. Well, I shouldn't say hobby, a little kind of side career, so. Yeah, I mean, if, if oil and gas fails, I mean, you could be in worse things. Yeah, and Oklahoma, <laughs> it's growing. It's it, The industry is really picking up steam here, which has been great to see. Yeah, well, we have the resources, I'm assuming, with uh, Devon Tower downtown, you know, pumping out all the, uh, you know, great people down there. We have extras everywhere. There are quite a There's a lot of interest, and a lot of people are just kind of joining in. It's been great to see. I, I haven't. I don't know why they haven't shot a movie inside Devon Tower yet. Is that cool, Clay? Can we do that? Uh, I can ask the higher That seems ups. like a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, when they do these filming, they block off so much. I don't know if Devin would want that kind of constraints on like where people can walk around and do stuff. So as long as it's not the coffee shop and then the food court. Fair enough. No, Nobu, Nibu, you know, how, is that, am I pronouncing that right? Nibu. Nibu, yeah. yeah. That's a good place to go. I tell everybody, like, why, don't go to, don't go to uh, chain restaurants, go to local places like that. Yeah. And the cooks are pretty amazing. And I'll tell everybody my secret as a salesman, like, everybody in that building, if you need to see them, don't worry about getting an appointment. About two o'clock, you be down there and you have your tab open for all your customers and you get them coffee because they'll be coming downstairs the afternoon, you know, that lull where all the people upstairs are a little bit tired. They're going downstairs to get a coffee. Yes. Be there. Yes. I'm giving away a secret right now. You guys should pay attention. <laughs> also Chesapeake and, uh, uh, Continental Resources also have coffee shops in them, so yeah. you know where to find me. Got <laughs> <laughs> to take advantage of those. <laughs> so, what's what what fascinated you? How did you get into oil and gas originally? Like, you know, what got you into school? You know, what in school said, "Hey, this is my career path." 
So both my grandpa and my dad grew up in the oil patch. Um, neither of, I don't think either of them had a degree in anything specific. They just always worked on rigs, rig hands. Um, my dad was a foreman on a rig and actually moved us to Dubai when I was a kid. What? It, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my connection to the oil and gas industry. And then after high school, I went to community college and dabbled around, failed a bunch of stuff, and then had one semester where I had like four earth science classes and did great. Um, one of them was a geology course, and my professor was a petroleum geologist, so I asked him, I was like, I really like geology, what can I do with this? And he was like, you can go, you can do this or this, but of course, with him being a petroleum geologist, that's kind of the track he thought I should do, just yeah. being in o Oklahoma. I was at University of Tulsa, um, graduated there in 2011, and moved to Oklahoma City, got a job with Chesapeake Energy. Um, that's where I met James. That's, he's actually a really good structural geologist, geophysicist. Thank you very much. So we worked a lot together being a structural geologist and a geophysicist. Uh, he, he does great work. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were, I think I was there like nine years. I think you were a little longer than me. Yeah, I got there a couple more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I maxed. I think I just had reached about 15. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. one of the old school ones. Yeah, yeah. I love it, man. We have, we have just so many people in oil and gas in Oklahoma city. I mean, that's our foundation anyway. Yeah. And then everybody's just fascinating. All the stuff they've you know gone out and a lot of, so much stuff leads back. My wife included lead back to Chesapeake, yeah. all the expats from Chesapeake. Yeah. Now I can go out and find around the We're country. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're everywhere. Yeah. And I can like, I count on them to like, you know, connect all the dots to people I need to go see. Thank you for being there. <laughs> well, I remember when I first started Chesapeake, it was, Oh six, and that was you know the construction cranes were everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. it was you could not turn without seeing a construction crane building something. And I remember when I first started, I think I was like right around employee six thousand. It was like right in that mark. And then it was like th those were the days that you basically got to campus as early as you could to get a parking space because there were not parking garages at that time. You did not want to leave because you would never find a space again without having to like hike a ways. So that was oh those good times. The flying cars were so close. To we, were close. we were close. We were close. It was it was getting there. It was a but whole it was, city. It was so. It it was such an amazing experience working for them at that time. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we, well, I, mean, I mean, all the way through. I mean, I, at I least now it. they're open back up to like I can kind of walk the halls and be a decent donut salesman again. You know, I can go in there and come to find out not everybody loves donuts, so maybe bring some bagels too. Bagels so, are good. Yeah, you know, a little breakfast burrito action. Yeah. Don't leave out the geology <laughs> side of things. You know, it can't always be the appreciate engineers yeah. that you know get it. You guys are the last to know there was food in the building. Yeah, but we also had a lot of people coming in for like the wireline log side, and you know, we we got our fair share of donuts and whatnot. Okay, that's so. fair. <laughs> we might not say it because we want more donuts, but you know. So, what's the future of oil and gas geophysicists, geophysics, you know, ge geology? What do you think is really going to bring people in? Is it all the new technology you can use to go out and find you know the newest reservoirs coming up? I mean, you know, what what are you guys like looking forward to over the next five, ten years? bit of both. I mean, it's the new technology. It's amazing what they can do nowadays. Acquisition, seismic, it's just improving leaps and bounds. I mean, from the the, the original seismic data I've worked at Chesapeake, you know, the old stuff to what you can see when it's been reshot, it's just night and day differences. So it's going to be kind of going back, seeing if there's missed opportunities with new shoots. Um, or if you're kind of going into more like the carbon capture technology, it's going to be like reshooting seismic, like with 4D to kind of see if there's been changes as you do an injection and uh, you name it. There's, there's, there's always going to be a need for us out there. Yeah, I... I 
I have a friend and he once said, you know, who's going to solve climate change? It's going to be the oil and gas industry. We have the people, we have their brilliant minds, we have the technology, we know how to drill wells tens of thousands of feet yeah. deep, whether we're trying to get hydrocarbons or lithium enriched fluids, or we're trying to pump something in, whether it's cold water and we're trying to pump hot water back for enhanced geothermal yeah. or pump carbon into there. We just, we have, you know, decades and decades, if not, I don't know. Oh, and it's, hundreds of years oh, yeah, of experience yeah, yeah, of like finding yeah, resources yeah. and getting the resources and all of that. We just yeah. well, I think there's a lot the, of opportunity. Especially with the way the transition is going to go, it's going to take much longer than everyone you know is optimistically thinking about. So we're going to be needed for a much longer time frame and you know support along the way. We've never, as a human race, ever replaced a source of energy except for one time. We replaced whale oil. Yeah. With oil. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, and, and all we've ever done as a human race to replace something is to find a better energy source. So, you know, sorry, but batteries and solar and wind are not a better, you know, it doesn't give us a better energy source. No. You know, so that would be the next thing would be nuclear and be fission. You know, hey, by all means, you know, that we had a speaker that the API the other day, he had went to, uh, a lab, and they had done their very first time they'd ever turned a you know hydrogen, uh, basically atom into giving us more energy Fantastic. out than it took mm -hmm. to go in. I, were you might have been there. I, I wasn't there, but I've heard I've heard talks like that. So and it was just with a bunch of lasers, you know, heating this you know yeah. you know particle up, and then yeah. now they've been able to replicate it. Now they've been able to replicate it faster. So hey, if they get the RPMs up and we have a little engine out yeah. of this thing, sure. But we're what a hundred years from that technology. Oh yeah, and I think if I and I am not as smart on that technology as I'm on the oil and gas side. So you know, quote me if I'm wrong. But um, I think they also require for the fusion like really rare earth minerals. I mean, it's rare beyond belief. So it's kind of like another kind of stumbling block unless they can maybe start to replicate that somehow. And yeah. and here kind of, here you are. You're going with seismic and finding you know. I mean, barely disturbing the earth. Yeah. yeah. And then we're putting a straw in the ground. Yeah, that's that's about as minimal as we can hope for as a yeah. as a race to go and disrupt the earth to harvest a resource that's you know very uh, energy dense. Yeah, that's true. So thank you for what you do. Follow if no one else out there is appreciating you. Um, so whenever uh, you went to uh, Devon for and, and I promote women coming into oil and gas. A lot, you yeah, know, because yeah. we need now more than ever people coming into our industry as uh, ex especially young people and diversity of thought. So young women in oil and gas, you know, you've probably been on the front lines of going out and recruiting people at this point. Yeah. You yeah. Know, what can we do, you know, as all of us to get more people involved and especially young women? Oh, I mean, some of our outreach programs might include going, you know, to elementary schools or high schools and talking about, they talk about long about STEM or STEAM, you know, um, teaching, engineering, and, and all of that fun stuff. I I think it helps, too, to kind of have, like, women mentors. Yep. Because if there are ever situations that become tricky or sticky, you know, you can reach out to someone else who's been in the industry. I really have a lot of respect for kind of the older generation of women geoscientists who you know, who were in the industry in like the 50s, the 60s, you know, I've heard stories from then and it just kind of blows my mind. And I, I'm, I'm sure that still happens today. Um, the companies I've worked for, 
you know, I've always felt respected. Yeah. Like, and, and I hope that's a general generation thing that kind of starts to get better and better. But like, I've always felt respected at Devon and Chesapeake. I've never had any issues and um, not that those issues aren't, aren't out there, but I, I, I have hope. Yeah. <laughs> I have hope that it, yeah, you it's You are a go-to better. person for structure at Chesapeake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can you can reliably say to the next generation, hey, I know that the oil and gas industry may have this stigma about them from the yeah. past, possibly, you know, that the, the, uh, women may not have been treated as fairly as they should have, but nowadays uh, that's gone. Yeah. And we're, yeah. we're begging you to, like, come on board. Because, you know, we all know, and, you know, hopefully the next generation does too, the more the more technologically advanced that we get and we get rid of, um, you know, people's swinging hammers, you know, per se, the more people we actually will need. You get one, you get rid of one guy that's more of a labor intensive guy and you add AI to it and, and technical, you know, uh, efficiencies. That's probably five more people that you need to get replace that one guy. Cause you need techs, you need scientists, you need engineers, you know, everything that you're doing, you're like, Oh crap! I need more people to look at this data and, and go out and you know get it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. What's what's some of the tools you use that uh, you see like maybe moving toward you know more AI kind of stuff that you could see them like hey all this data that we used to crunch you have anything like that? I hear about AI everywhere, so I'm always asking. Machine people. learning for one. I mean that's yeah. that's a big one. Just kind of like starting kind of really compiling all the well information, even seismic interpretation stuff. You can. You know, you can let the computer do quite a bit, but there's so much, especially in the geosciences, there's so much of the imagination that goes into it and so much of the creativity of thought that I find it hard to let a computer really kind of come up with that. I mean, it can do a good job, just even in the technology now, of putting together, like, auto-track horizons, auto-track faults, you know, well-top picking across using some guidance from humans, but it's really the human interaction on top of that to kind of really see the creativity like oh yeah i can see all this data points but it take that kind of that creative spark to say there's something that, that we can chase that the computer just will not be able to replicate as far as i can tell you, there's probably gonna be somebody out there that pro can prove me wrong and you know let, let the computer work ai will prove point. you wrong <laughs> it's Fair already enough, listening yeah. yep chat gpt <laughs> it's there that already has a response for me it's gonna hear this podcast and be against this yeah <laughs> Yeah. Any, uh, you know, so another thing that I, I hear, you know, from the other side that um, may not appreciate oil and gas is that all the good rock, you know, maybe, you know, and the, right. That's what I know. Thank you for shaking your head. Oh, I get, right. I lose my mind when I hear that stuff. Like all the good rock, like there's, like we haven't even scratched. I don't feel like we've even scratched the surface of the reservoirs that are out there. We're just now learning how to find them. Well, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that shale was not, I mean, shale was, of course, the generator, but it wasn't considered the good rock to yeah. drill into to produce. So it's, you know, it's technology is always going to advance and change and, and kind of find the next, next best yeah. thing. Yeah. You can bet on technology. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at like, uh, so Novo, I mean, uh, any other operator, I don't consider them necessarily competitors, right? But Novo's kind of in that same, you know, sandbox over there in, in that New Mexico area. Yeah. And they just found this little bitty area that's just such a niche, right? Yeah. And a couple little humps in the geology pulled all of these oil and gas assets yep. right there where they went out and, you know, just 
put a straw on the ground, like, boom, oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, it wasn't just Huge a straw on the ground. They did a whole lot of geological work, because I, I know both Brian Dabrowski there yeah. and yeah. Matt Hale. They did phenomenal work. Cool. And there's other ge- geoscientists. I just get the names of at this point, but there's been a whole bunch. Those are two of my good friends, and I know the work that they did. It's phenomenal what they were able to pull together with that. They did They did the legwork, and their theories turned out right. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. sure enough, that's those layers that they found were, like, very rich. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's what I see you guys doing all the time, and we haven't we haven't done that to every square inch of the earth. No, no, no. We or up and down all the way, you know. And, and who knows? And hey, by all means, I I hate plugging wells. I hate it yeah. because I think that every single well bore we've ever drilled has a potential to go out and do something else yeah. with it. Yeah. And hey, by now we'll have to we'll have to drill it back out. We'll have to case it again, but it's already there. Yeah. You know, and like I know we, you know, don't have production out of it anymore, but I still like, oh man, what else can, what else can you find down there? Well, it's also just amazing how the technology that we apply in oil and gas can be shifted and reapplied elsewhere. Like Molly had mentioned earlier about lithium brines, uh, good friends of ours that we worked with at the Chesapeake days, they've gone out and they founded a company that's looking at, re- not, I don't know if repurposing, but drilling basically into saltwater deposits and actually producing the saltwater deposits for the lithium. So it's, it's just, it's incredible. We have a lot of saltwater wells that we've drilled These here. Particular areas <laughs> that you have to find, but just you know, like I'm, I might not be capturing it quite right, but you know, there's there's abilities out there for taking what we is oil so and gas technology wells. and applying it to completely different problems, and you know, having great success with it. So yeah, I saw a long run of uh, the northern Oklahoma area being drilled out for yep. water. Yep, we uh, we had quite a bit of water. So much there. water. <laughs> <laughs> where we shouldn't be laughing but you know to, but yeah. hey we we did it so no one else would have to there you go now they're ready it's teed up yeah we've got a lot of data out of it right I mean, oh yeah oh yeah do you uh so Devin, you know they they're very uh they return money on their investment now you know all the show plays where people just dump money into oil and gas and get no returns out of it those days are over now everybody's very fiscally mm-hmm. you know looking at every single you know uh, possible dollar that goes out how do i return this money plus to their investors so is that really strapped you guys down on how you know you want to go forward with uh, going out to explore new areas or you just have so much acreage right now you can be like hey look this is you know no problem we got plenty of things to do right here yeah um man i feel like that's a big question yes that's what i do here <laughs> big questions oh man I, I kind of feel like they have a good mix of both. I'm in the subsurface technology group. I'm not in a business unit, so I don't always have like intel to I- exactly what they're looking at. Um, but but I do know the business units. You know, they're very smart people. They're always looking at different intervals to drill, at different well spacings, how to stagger their wells, and like like the Delaware. There's just so many things to drill, yeah. and. It feels like it could never end out there, um, but then, but they're always open to like exploration and looking at new things. Whether it's kind of like just new energy ventures or maybe new oil and gas plays, and they even have people that look at like acquisition and investment opportunities. Um, I'm not always privy to that information, but from the subsurface group, people come to me with structure questions, and I feel very positive about the company. Like, I, yeah, I, I think yeah. they're in a really good footprint. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the best, you know, uh, I think they're the, you know, top 
investment on the S&P 500 right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good place to be. As as an employee, you get stock. And so when I first received my Devon stock, I was really excited about that. You should be. It's always going to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, almost, I should probably go buy more, actually. My, my hopes and dreams are that the Oklahoma-based you know, companies buy everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's us buy everyone else. Yeah. I think that we're the best at it. Have you ever got to discover, like, hey, I just went and did all this, and I just found oil and gas? Yeah, got a few of them. Um, got a few on my own, a couple, few independent prospects I was able to develop. And, you know, it's, it's kind of the wildcatters. So you have a couple hits that are good, a couple that are not so good. But uh, it's kind of the... You've done dry well before, too. I, I've, I've done dry wells you, before, yeah. yes. Uh, but, you know, it's it's... I love, like, for me, getting to oil and gas was always the exploration. It's kind of like feeling like Indiana Jones and, you know, just going out and trying it and see what happens and roll the dice. And sometimes it, sometimes it plays for you and sometimes it doesn't. And did you have skin in the game on the ones? I did have skin in the game, so I definitely felt it when it didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, so I definitely have another appreciation for that side of the business for, like, you know, taking those chances. I'm putting, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to put a little skin in the game. So, talk yeah. to me, you know, after this. I'm like, let's go out and find. I don't know if you want some of the ideas that I've had. <laughs> I, I, I like those ideas. My wife's used to me gambling. It's fine. I think I'm like one. <laughs> I gamble, look, I gambled on this whiskey today, the yeah. Oklahoma whiskey. Pretty tasty, yeah, it right? Pretty good, yeah. yeah I was, pretty smooth. Yeah, we we uh, we always promote the uh, Oklahoma oil and gas whiskeys. I don't know if it's oil and gas. I just assume that if they, if they have a uh, distillery here, they're yeah. probably in it. But the uh, the heist by Red Fork, nice, right here in Oklahoma. There we Very go. Cool. Thank you guys. You're welcome to send me whiskey for that plug. You probably don't listen to this, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, so what else can we do today to uh, make sure that uh, your uh, message is out there? What, what, what else can we talk about? I love this stuff. I don't, I never That's where you get our message out is to have everybody come to the APG yeah. midsectional at, uh, in October. Yeah, if you're in drilling, completion, production, like don't forget the geology stuff. One happy family. Yeah, it, it's fun for engineers because, I mean, they don't get to see that stuff at yeah. conventions. And I went to the SPE, yeah. the Oil and Gas Symposium. A, I know. We had a, uh, I'm, on, a great I'm on the board. Yeah, we had a yeah. great time. Lots yeah. of great speakers. Uh, obviously, all the sponsors you got to promote. Yeah, Say yeah. thank you to them. Boost. Do you guys have boost there this one, of course? Um, not, we're still getting exhibitors. Yeah, so yeah. if you would like yeah. to be a sponsor or an exhibitor, um, you can visit our website, www.aapgmcs2023.org. I'll, I'll throw that up there on the above us, maybe. And we also nice. have a LinkedIn page, so follow that. We love our followers. Uh, yeah. That's me behind the computer, so I love you. <laughs> <laughs> helping with it too yeah yeah man linkedin for oil and gas i'm i'm also i wish we could go out and buy linkedin as an industry because i'm always yeah. afraid that linkedin will just be like oh we don't like oil and gas today and we're uh -huh. all doomed yeah. <laughs> like i won't be able to get a hold of you anymore yeah. right today we set up this podcast because we we met each other online sort of yeah. at yeah. this last year event so yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, oh man, we, we all have been very fortunate to have such a uh, friendly platform yes. for our industry. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have done this with Facebook. I know. That's where so many of my connections are. Through Maybe LinkedIn. Twitter now that Elon's got it. We'll see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I still find LinkedIn's a little bit easier to navigate. And just for the information that's put out there, just the connections. I am curious, and, and if they're listening, but the digital wildcatter guys, they're, they're starting it. And I think the very first person who wanted to start an oil and gas Facebook was still Mark and Madison from now Social Octane Baptist. Yeah. It was called the Will Connect. Yeah. And I got the app. It was going well. And then they made like Petragonia hats and North Frack hats. I do remember that one. And that. apparently 
they got sued and they couldn't, you know, sustain that business anymore because, you know, when you get sued, you got to shut everything down. So we didn't have oil-filled Facebook anymore. I don't know. It's not fair. But we still don't have oil-filled Facebook. So LinkedIn's our platform until maybe somebody gets us all and takes us over to our own platform that no one will shut us down for what yeah. we believe in. Yeah, I saw the Digital Wildcatters guys do, testing like a new platform, at least for communication platform, and haven't had a chance to play with it yet. But I'm sure like Chuck and and uh, the rest of the team are probably just goofing off too much. They're not putting in the work. <laughs> they seem like, like they stay pretty busy. No, I mean, not, everything I've put, seen. They're not putting in the work like I do. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> At least from what I've seen on the LinkedIn post, they're staying pretty busy. I know. I know. Colin, here's to you. Hey, my first class, I told him I was like, uh, not too long ago, I saw him and he hadn't drank in like a year or something. And I was like, well, on my podcast, I'm partaking. So cheers. <laughs> Thank you all for coming yeah. in. Appreciate it. All right. So before I kick you guys out of here and we all get on to our lives, uh, how do people get a hold of you and then plug that again and again and again? So I'm Molly Turco, T-U-R-K-O. You can find me on LinkedIn. My email is turcotectonics at gmail.com. It's a great email. I know, right? You yeah, scored yeah. with that one. I even nice. have turcotectonics.com, a fun little website. Why don't I you guess. just take over this podcast? You're going to do like a, <laughs> just do a geology podcast, oil and okay. gas, you know, petroleum geologist podcast like once a month or something. Mm-hmm. That's a technical skill that I don't know that I have. But. You have it. I'm fine. I, I've seen I'll be the keep going on LinkedIn. You I'll do a be great job. <laughs> listen. If I don't have to be on this camera and annoy the crap out of everybody, I will come in and be the producer, and you just bring your friends in here, and you actually just come in here. You drink the whiskey. You ask the questions. That's better. Yes. Yeah, I can do that. All right, this uh, this Easy was enough. this is a contract because it's online. Okay. <laughs> okay. See how I do this? Like, I see. Like, I don't. I don't have to be on my face anymore. My <laughs> voice. I can just say like, bring in people that know more than me and let like, them do it, and I'll just press buttons. Fair enough. And Bob, I know y'all are looking at this. They he did. He's like, "Where's your podcast studio?" Yeah, I was kind of like wondering. I've seen your podcast before, like with all the cool memorabilia. Why are you not getting the good like, stuff? <laughs> yeah, I was like, so, see how he really feels about oil, you know, the geosciences. So trace management, and I love Jason Luke, but they're, they've got me up here in the new studio eventually, but the, they had to move everything over to the other side of the building. All my stuff was unplugged. So we all set this up, and lo and behold, I show up and I'm like, I'm going to plug stuff back in real quick, and here we go. Yep, got to work. And maybe, we'll see. Yeah, I, we'll I find out. Even, I don't even know if this has sound right now. <laughs> we'll find out. It's like an hour of quiet. Oops. <laughs> Good but times. We can dub it over later. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in. You're we'll in the a different person's yeah. voice. We'll just make it sound a little different. Yeah. Hey, if if we're leaving and then you have to dub these over, you're in acting. Oh, yeah. that's actually a story for you, real quick. So yeah, one of my stories, roles. Yeah, one of my it. roles. Now is, this is going off the rails. Oh now. God. Here we go. <laughs> well, one of my roles was now for a TV show. So I was a, a lead on a TV show for. Um, uh, a role that Mike Rowe had been putting together. So um, it's this one, have seven pages of dialogue, all this text. It's going to be great. You never hear my voice because I had to match Mike Rowe's cadence and speech 100%. So it's dubbed over. So you hear him talking. My mouth is moving, but it's his w- words coming out. So yes. he does all the voice for everything. So it's a. it was actually a story about Bonnie and Clyde. It's like all these little historical snippets. It was an amazing, amazing group. So it was like me, four others and like you know so it's myself and this other lead actress and her voice is the same thing it's mike rose voice coming out of this, <laughs> this lady's voice it's just hilarious but it was just so much i had to time everything perfectly but you never hear me speak 
It was I, fun though. I just, I, I know how bad you feel. So I had to do a training video for our fire suppression systems the other day. And I had to voice over some of the text that goes with the safety part of it. It was awful. <laughs> Wait till you, I'm, a, I'm telling you, like you will love this studio and you will hate it because you will have to listen to your own voice or you can come in, get your friends in here and you press a button and you hand it to me and I will have to edit it. I think you will prefer the latter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting Only Gas. Thank you for my friends. One more time, round the room, which name? Molly Turco. James Van Alstein. You know me, Matt Hill. Thank you for being in Only Gas. Please uh, go out and do some energy education. Support them, their mission. Sign up. What's the website? One more time. www.aapgmcs2023.org. Our friend behind the computer and the event. And you, thank you for setting this up. Anytime. And, you know, you both are welcome here anytime to be the host, the co-host, whatever you want. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. God bless everybody. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.